Mostly yeah. they wanted to kill Mark and Josie, not me, just for the record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of turns out Alyssa's got a lot of supporters out there. Um <laughs> Welcome to Meet at the Mantis, the podcast where old friends discuss new music. This week we'll be discussing four artists performing at the Life is Beautiful Festival in Las Vegas, Nevada in September of 2023. They are the 1975, the Wombats, Johnny, and depending if you're uh, speaking like Napolesian or standard Italian, it's either Salute or Salute. We'll never know. We'll never know. Shot, guys? Anybody got a shot? Yeah, I got something crazy called Kilchkoman Fancy Scotch. You always have something crazy, and it's almost empty. So, yeah. What kind of life are you leading? That's a good question, Mark. I don't. Well, that's a different <laughs> podcast, man. I don't know. Salute. Salute. Cheers. Ooh, I'm back on my. Uh, I'm back on my crown because I'm going back to trying to clear out our wedding liquors. Hmm. So we're back That's to a good crown. Endeavor. Back to crown, huh? Oh, the scotch is delicious. Oh my god. Well, you just Ooh. finished it. So we have been. Uh, so on I, a hiatus? I just, yeah, yeah. I just had a couple rough weeks. I just screwed up one week and forgot or something. I don't even remember. I couldn't. I didn't. Do something right. I didn't communicate well. Communicate to your friends well, people. <laughs> and then, uh, what, Alyssa had a work travel that was a little bit unexpected. Mm-hmm. And Mark, were, did you have one too? But Mark, were you sick one day or something? Did you yeah. want to do it? So I think Mark didn't feel well one day, and then we tried to reschedule, and that's when you forgot. And so it was like yeah. two things in a row. And then you were yeah. on vacation, Joe. Oh, yeah, there's four weeks, Then I, which I also didn't communicate well. Yeah, I was, on, I was in Universal Studios, and then Alyssa was traveling. So we're four weeks out here. Yeah, it was like three or four weeks, but... Um, we're going to have some quality double episodes coming out where we barely listen to the music. <laughs> and we just sl- we, don't, we don't even read the band names right now. We just slur through them. <laughs> we just read uh, the Wikipedia's word for word a little worse uh, than we currently do. <laughs> so yeah, this, this flame guy is from Australia. And, uh... <laughs> this man, Billy Joel, he started the fire. No, wait. <laughs> I wish Billy Joel was there. Sweet. So, oh. yeah. Um, I went to Universal Studios. Nothing too musical there. I haven't seen any shows. I mean, summer summer with kids is rough, man. Summer with kids, every week is different. It's chaos a little bit. Um, it's hard to keep your shit together. I, my, my friend just stopped by, and, and we t- were right when we were about to start recording. And uh, we are going to go see a band on Saturday. So I'll see a local band here in Nashville on Saturday. But that's it for me. Nice. Yeah. Uh, since we were gone so long, we actually were able to hit two concerts. Well, I was able to hit two concerts. I think Alyssa had more. Uh, first one was we got to saw CLIB alum Rico Nasty. Oh, I forgot was, about that. Which was good for me because I obviously missed everything last year. Yeah. And so, uh, oddly, they put Rico in the grog shop. And I missed the announcement, and so it, it obviously sold out, right? Like the garage shop was just tiny, especially for her. And so uh, we, Alyssa, was luckily able to call them and get us tickets. 
Um, but nice. yeah, uh, I didn't the, know you could do that. The, the show was great. Um, it, it was really fun in the back. It was, of course, packed. Um, Alyssa has a funny story from it. I'll let her tell that. The weirdest... me, I'll sneak my one sentence in yeah. first. I was deeply moved by Rico Nasty at Life is Beautiful, but I was also blasted, like <laughs> blasted, blasted. But I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, she was still great. Um, still just so much energy. Um, even in like a, maybe even more so in a small room like that. Like it, it was super cool. And if some of you saw our, our uh, Meet at the Mantis Instagram, Mark got a very cool Rico Nasty shirt. And so uh, he might wear it at LIB this year. So be on the lookout. Um, but the weirdest thing happened to me there. It's before, before we're standing in the back for the grog shop, for anybody who doesn't live in Cleveland, it's like your standard, like, it's just a room. It's got a very low ceiling. The stage you can basically just like step onto, right? It's like, it probably doesn't hold more than, I don't know, 800 people. Would it, even that mark? 400? I think it's less than 400. Yeah. It, it's a really small venue and we're standing in the back and all of a sudden there's like a commotion. I can tell like a commotion's coming towards us on the side and all the people who are next to me kind of like start moving out of the way. And I turn around to see what's happening and a girl is getting carried out by security, like flat horizontally, like two of them have her on, like, like carrying her. And it's not like she's fucked up, like, like past she's not on a str- She's not on a stretcher. Not a stretcher. They're just carrying her. They're just okay. carrying her, and she's flailing everywhere. She's like pissed, right? So I don't know what happened to get her there, but I turn around at the wrong moment, and this her arms are out, and she's grabbing whatever is there, and like she scratches my face with her. Oh nails. shit! <laughs> and like, and then like it keeps going down. Our friend Vicky was next to us. It like scratches her chest on down. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck just happened? And then I'm just talking. I could taste blood. She like split the center of my lip. And I was like, did what you guys, happened? Did you guys bring? Did you guys bring Mark and Vicky to Rico Nasty, or just Vicky? No, just Vicky, just yeah. Vicky. <laughs> um, I'm curious. Um, but it was, yeah, it was it's so also funny because oh, I was in the bathroom at the time, of course, and uh, so I'm like, that didn't really happen. Yeah, I had a split <laughs> lip. I was like, I don't know what, and like. There are, in my youth, there were many times I almost got in a fight at shows, but I didn't. And this was, like, my karma, I think, for it. <laughs> so, I deserved that. And it wasn't even, like, in the Rico Nasty Mosh Pit, like, at Life is Beautiful, where I ruined my toes. It and was broke, truly broke just, like, cool haphazard. Glasses holder. Yeah. All kinds of bad things happened to me in that mosh pit. So, uh, very weird, though. I forgot we... I forgot that it was in these, like, three weeks that we did not do the podcast. I, I only had um, our second show. You get Seven Lions. Right, Mark? I don't know that. Yeah, Seven Lions. He's uh EDM guy. Um, we ended up seeing him a couple years ago because we went to see uh, Nightmare and Slander. We're doing a back-to-back at the show. And then we, I had heard of Seven Lines and I'd listened to some of the songs, but like he was the closer. He just blew us away. He was so good. Oh. It was like he, his show, like he took like his music and made it just like super dubby. It, it was such a great and like well put together show. And I call him, um, I call him Middle Earth EDM because there's kind of like this fantasy element behind it. 
and okay. I, it's it's hard to describe, but it really works. And he he just puts on like a great show, and so he came to the Agora, which is probably like the perfect spot for mm-hmm. him. Like if it can't be at Nautica, the Agora is like the, the perfect thing. And so yeah. we we saw that and thing. When did it end? Did it end at one a.m. or midnight? No, midnight. I think it okay. went longer than like we thought. Than I thought it would. I thought it was yeah. going to end at eleven. <laughs> Because usually, I, I don't know, like, I think, like, at the big places, they can't go past, past midnight. 11. But I think, like, I see, like, yeah. smaller club ones will go to two or three. Mm-hmm. So that was gross. But, yeah, but uh, both our shows were, were really fun. Yeah, Seven Lines, his visuals are all, like, fantasy kind of visuals. It's really cool. And um, so, like, like we talked about with Said the Sky, where he calls his EDM, he calls it emo dance music middle earth dance music and i was like market like that needs to be a shirt because i would buy it and i don't know if we're the Can first I... people to like think that but that's yes what i am the first person to think that well, I wanna, <laughs> sorry which one is the what's what song is the most middle earthy no it's it. not no uh, let, let me find there, there is one kind of like it you, you guys talk amongst yourself I really don't oh, think weird. like because our friend Eric went with us and he just likes EDM generally and he's like I'm gonna go he's never heard of him I'm like it'll be fine like it's EDM you're gonna like it it gets very dubby he likes excision so we knew he'd like it um and if you listen to his songs and I didn't realize this until we listened to Elenium a lot was it last year mm. he's a lot like his songs are kind of like Elenium songs mm. but live it's like all the visuals are middle earthy fantasy oh, okay but... it's not like music it's not yeah, musically it's not music, necessarily but music like the, it's okay. like the visuals he puts around it and there's I, I honestly think there's a story but i couldn't put it together i was like there's a story here isn't there there's like uh you know like people that kept showing up in different visuals but who knows i'm not a super seven lions fan but i thought it was cool but i don't think it sounds middle earthy it just when you go see it, it feels Middle Earthy because of his visuals. Okay, cool. I didn't catch all of that, but I disagree with everything Alyssa said. <laughs> ah, ah, very good. You think it looks like uh, 1950s America and sounds like Middle Earth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what play, you play Seven Lions Sojourn. S-O-J-O-U-R-N, Sojourn? Yeah. Okay. It's like a sojourn you would go on your quest to... Mordor. I'm not familiar with that word at all. <laughs> it's like a uh, a break, right? Like on your on your trip. Oh, no. I thought it was true. I thought it was a trip, like a journey. <laughs> Is it playing? God damn it! A temporary you had stay. It I was right. It was, it's called a I temporary was, stay. It's called a temporary Mark, stay. Mark, you win the SAT. Win the SAT. Today. Today. Nope. Nope. My sounds come through the speakers. speakers. Sounds come through speakers? Yeah. My, yeah, my sound. Yeah, my sound. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I do feel like I'm on a I'm on a quest here. Wait till we hit the drop. The drop, I think, fixes it. They're like, 
really sense. Although we, it might, it's going to be a long trip to get to this room. <laughs> I guess if I'm being honest here, I mean, I know more often we team up on Alyssa, but I'm going to go the other way on this one. I don't hear any Middle Earth in the sound of that, but I do okay. like it. <laughs> I, uh, that is my favorite song of his, though. Um, I, I will concede. I don't know. Maybe Alyssa's right, and it's like the visuals, but it's definitely like a fantasy vibe uh, at the show. Uh, there were I, I, one disappointing thing. There was only like five lines there, and oh, I yeah. feel I, like we I were promised expect... at least seven. I mean, at least... Six and three quarters yeah. would be maybe acceptable if wow. they're having a tough time. Dad yeah. uh, wow. jokes. <laughs> uh, in addition to that, I went and saw uh, Zach Bryan, who's like oh. an up and coming. It's not really country. It's more on that outlaw country, Joe. Would you know Zach Bryan? Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard it around town. I've heard it mentioned a lot. I mean, it's I don't know what outlaw country means. I, I was going to oh. call it like. I mean, it's pretty poppy, right? It's, it's... Yeah, but it's not Luke Bryan. <laughs> it's not Oh, Zach wait, Bryan. am I thinking of Luke Bryan? Wait, wait, wait. Who's Luke Bryan? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Luke, Luke, so this is funny. So his name's Zach Bryan, but in country music, there's so many, very like, there's Zach Brown Band, there's Luke Bryan. Oh, I'm it, totally thinking of Luke Bryan. They're, I don't know who this person is. Oh, uh, so Zach Brown Band's, like, up and coming. He's headlining Pilgrimage this year, which is the same weekend as life is beautiful, it takes place outside of Nashville. Wait, I know Zach Brown band. You said the wrong. You said the wrong band. No, Zach Bryan. This is. I'm saying that like in country, there's a lot of guys oh, that have oh. similar sounding names to this. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, and like it's sort of like he blew up out of nowhere. He played at um, our basketball stadium, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, and it's like normally like bands come through and like you see them work their way up, right? Like you, they're at. Jacob's Pavilion, and then maybe Blossom, and then maybe our basketball stadium. But all of a sudden, it was like, like he just blew up out of nowhere. And I was like, cool, he's coming. And I thought it was going to be at Jacob's Pavilion, and it was at Rocket Mortgage. The cool thing he did, he has a live album from Red Rocks, um, and it's entitled "All of My All of My Homies Hate Ticketmaster." <laughs> so he did it. He did his tickets through AXS. Um, successfully, you signed up, you got a unique code, he did like a yeah. rolling day, so if you were in the first wave, you, you know, got your first pick, Second, I was in second wave, luckily our friend Shauna got first wave, so we were on the floor, um, and then on resale, you could only resell your tickets through AXS at the yeah. price that they were sold, so he really did his best, uh, on this tour to let as many people see him, but he's, um... I don't know, he's really great. He reminds me more of, like, like folk rock, like the Lumineers or mm. Mumford, you know, folky okay. Mumford. Like, that's what just it reminds leaning, me of. Just leaning a little more pop country from yeah, there. Start just, there and go a little. Yeah, it's yeah. just that, like, people who like them probably like country unless people are on the poppy side, right? So yeah, I feel like a, I feel like AXS is like kind of worth talking about. AXS, so the rhyme in here, our, our coolest venue, which is used to be the Grand Old Opry, it was the original Grand Old Opry. It's a church, old church. It is so cool. It's my favorite place to see music, maybe anywhere I've ever seen music. 
Um, but they, they went hard on it for, for that reason. They went to AXS, so you cannot scalp a ticket. If you scalp it, it's at the exact same price. And it, I think it, I mean, I haven't had trouble getting tickets since they did that. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster did it for the cure. So they can do it if an artist demands it, right? Like, well, I think you have to have like the cure kind of yeah. sachet also. That's true. They knew that they were going to sell out every show everywhere, and either Ticketmaster was going to make that money. (laughs) Um, But yeah, weeping. Cool. Should we go to our? um, So I had no idea that we had a voicemail system uh, because on my phone I can't see the link, but I, I guess some people can. Or if you. Or, or maybe, uh, but so I logged into this thing. Um, we had thousands of, of voicemails from our millions of fans. Um, Sadly, 900 of them were death threats. But uh, <laughs> yeah, once was... we got through all the death threats, there, there were some great fan messages. Mostly yeah. they wanted to kill Mark and Josie, not me, just for the record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of turns out Alyssa's got a lot of supporters out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's, we, so of our, of our, hundreds of thousands of incoming voicemails. We picked our favorite. I forgot the guy's name already, but I'm going to play it. Troy. Troy. Yo, Meet at the Mantis crew. I uh, just wanted to, my name is Troy, and I just wanted to send in a quick message. Uh, first of all, love the podcast. I think you guys are doing a great job. Um, but there's a couple of things I was hoping that you guys would address or talk about on the podcast, on the podcast at least. Um, so there was a lot of pushback. I don't know, especially if you were on Reddit and you saw that like a lot of people are complaining about the lineup this year. I don't know if it's typical. I've, this is the only time I really follow the festival this closely. I don't know if people typically just complain about these things or if they have legitimate concern or if they think that this year is lacking. Um, I really want to hear your opinions on this since I really value your, what you guys have to say. Uh, just started an abstract soon to wrote it start recording a podcast of my own with my girlfriend's little brother. So that should be really cool. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Hopefully I hear from you guys in the future. Have a great day. Bye. Sup, Troy. Uh, First of all, I'm just flattered that he values our opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know how that makes me think about how we value his opinion. If it's like no club that would have, I don't want to be a member of any club that would, Man, I'm fucking it up. What I don't want to be a member. Saying? I don't want to be a member of any club that would have me as a member. That's not fucking right. No, that's that's it. That would like let me in or have me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Well, I, I want to be a part of a club that's, that would that's have an old, me. Like, I'm Italian awesome. saying, right? I I don't know why I know that. Yeah, I think it's like a Sinatra thing or something. Oh. But first, I'm I'm just happy he values our opinion. That means a lot, considering we have tons of useless and bad opinions, as we've proved time after time. Um, I would say it's an interesting question. And, you know, we've covered now the three headliners. And I would say, if, if you listen to our episodes, we love all three of those headliners. They are great headliners. If there is a criticism, I think for the 10-year anniversary, it's that, like, these headliners are headlining a lot of festivals this summer. Like, Odessa and Kendrick Lamar are basically co-headlining 75% of the festivals in the U.S. Now, is that a LIB problem, a larger festival problem, a booking problem? We don't fucking know. Like, we're just, like, consumers of this. But 
what I would say is, like, we aren't going to any of those other festivals. We're going to Life is Beautiful because we love going there. Our friends go there. We like to be in downtown Las Vegas. We like to stay in a hotel room. We like to have Monday pool day. We like to go to restaurants that basically can handle a festival crowd because it's just any other fucking day in Vegas. Like, there's other things we love about Life is Beautiful. And the lineup in these these headliners are just kind of a, it's sort of a bonus to us because we're not going to any of the other festivals. So I'm not going to see the Killers or Odessa or Kendrick anywhere else because I'm not going to any of the other festivals. But I do think if there's a criticism, that's the one I would say. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, it's an experience we do and it's not like we're hitting 10 festivals a year and we're going to get sick of this at these things. I, I mean, it is... I always want more diversity in these things. Like, like I, I want, I want to get further out from from the center of EDM and the center of pop and the center of hip hop. But I don't really. I mean, I'm pretty bougie as far as music goes. I'm not listening to many of these artists on a regular week, right? I'm listening to classical music and jazz and Outlander hip hop and shit like that. But this works like life is beautiful works life is beautiful works as an experience mm. um and you know it's not like i mean vegas isn't i bet i do other kinds of bougie travel like i don't need to do anything that's like hipper than Vegas. like i, I really like downtown vegas i like the seediness i like the weirdness <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. it's cool I, I don't know so so i'm pretty much in I, I don't want to say regardless of the lineup i'm sure there's a lineup where all three of us would be like okay it, now it's now it's called meet at the whatever whatever the mascot is of some other festival but uh but that that's not uh this lineup doesn't invoke that in us yeah uh yeah for me like when i originally saw the lineup i was a little disappointed um but when i kind of and i think like a big part of my disappointment was just more that like of all of the bands i really liked we have actually seen in the last two years um but as i like I, as i started like listening through the music um i i actually do love a lot of the bands i i think the headliners are way stronger than people are giving credit for because i mm-hmm. i love the killers flume love kendrick lamar as we'll get to today 1975 maddie and odessa it's a great edm lineup too um, I think the where you where the middle card and undercard start to get a bit weaker, but it's kind of like um, like the whole reason we do the podcast yeah. is to like check out new music and find bands that you like. And so, and we're already doing this. Like, I, we found Purple Disco Machine, who I now yeah. love. We found um, was it Chica, who mm-hmm. I love. And Rico so, Nasty, yeah. Young gravy. And so, like, that's that's like the big part. It's of also how we found that. Lizzo. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I think there's going to be, there's a lot of that. We're already, like, finding those kind of artists. And I think there, I've been at, like, two kinds of festivals. One where, like, I loved every band and mm-hmm. I had a completely packed full schedule every day where I was running from stage to stage and all that kind of stuff. And I've had one where, like, I liked a, a lot of the bands, like, a majority. And I had, like, time to hang out explore the other parts of the festival explore like the art try new different foods going on like that and i i honestly like 
when I don't like too many of the bands because it's a much more like relaxed festival experience. I can get more drinks. You can hang out in the back, all this kind of stuff. And so I, I think there's like benefits to both. But I think like, and like you guys said, like a, a lot of the stuff we love are like the benefits of Vegas to a festival because we've we've been to camping festivals and stuff like that. And I, I appreciate my my feet <laughs> not being <laughs> torn up from like 10 miles of walking every day but um i i think it's like if if you haven't been to it it's just a great first time or like kind of like fancy festival experience and if you've been there you already know like all the the great stuff around it and so i think like like while the lineup isn't as great as we want it to be which it rarely ever will be i still think it's a good lineup and i still think we're gonna find great bands and have a good time and you can only consume, you can only really consume so much music in a day. This actually make I had this friend in music school who I haven't thought about in a really long time, and now that I think about it, I miss him. Um, but we uh, we did some kind of pop music thing during the day, and then our our school had a really famous jazz artist in at night, and he did a master class where you you can play for him. He did. I don't know. We, we saw him play for like five hours basically, and we had done this this other thing, this other concert during the day. And at the end of it, it was just like, I remember his observation was like, I, I didn't even hear the last three hours of that. Like, like that, I just can't, my brain can't do that. So I don't know, it's kind of like that. Like as long as the, as long as every day has like four artists who I want to see and maybe like one artist that's going to surprise me or two, like that's, that's, I don't, I don't really need 15 artists that are going to blow my mind every day. Yeah. yeah and we, we have a joke where, um, <clears throat> right after the festival, I basically like listen to podcasts for a week. Like I, I'm kind of like music out, and like I on the plane ride back, I don't listen to music. I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with music for a while. Yeah, and yeah. and when you look back at like what we historically see, and we go in early, right? Like it's seven artists a day, maybe because we aren't often splitting sets, sh- uh, sets, right? Like, like I know some people might be able to like split and split, and I don't know, see twelve or something, but like. I really like, I tend to go all in unless I'm there and I'm like, you know what? It's kind of boring. I'm going to go check something else. But I very rarely like leave a set like halfway or anything like that. Like I kind of like set it up and I'm going to see the full set. And so, right. Like out of a day that has 32 artists or whatever it is, we're going to see seven. So yeah. The only time I walk away in the middle is if I'm drunk enough that I don't even realize I walked away. And then I'm all of a sudden, like I'm in that line dancing tent. I'm like, how the fuck did I get here? Like we're in the Bacardi tent. We're like the oldest (laughs) people in the Bacardi tent doing like shots. (laughs) Taking forever while I'm just sitting there holding everyone's beers. The anger. Hopefully that answers your question, Troy. And as a thank you for uh, sending it in, if you uh, send us your info, we'll send you some Meet at the Mantis merch that does not currently exist. (laughs) But if we don't have any, I'll I'll write Meet at the Mantis on like a white t-shirt and send it to you. Oh Yeah, and let, let us know if you launch your podcast, let us know. We'll drop a plug for it. And the best totally. way to reach us is probably hitting Alyssa Runs the Instagram. Yeah. And uh, it stays on top of it a lot better than Mark and I do. Anything. Yeah, and, and to everyone else out there, leave us a voicemail if you want. Um, I know yeah. we have thousands to get through, but you feel free to leave us a voicemail or reach out to me on Instagram. And if you just have a question, I will respond. If you want it addressed on the podcast, let me know. I'll shoot it over to the boys and we will. We have decreed this, one of your top 10 favorite bands and that you should intro it. Yeah, I thought you said it was your favorite band. 
No, no, not my favorite band. Okay. But I, I think they're in my top ten, and instead of um, listening to Jaunty, Johnny, I uh, spent a couple hours working on my top ten band list, which <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to reveal yet. It's, it was actually way more poppy, or like way more popular artists than I thought it would be. I think Joe would judge me poorly for not having enough bands no one's heard of in it. But um, uh, you're better at that than I am, man. Pop, <laughs> yeah. pop music is popular. Like, <laughs> That's right. The 1975. Yes. Uh, they are an English pop rock synth pop band. They have a very distinctive uh, kind of like 1980s sound, I think. A lot of like synth and guitar work. Uh, their lead singer is Matt Healy. Uh, I, as a note, I wrote "He's a Mood." Um, I'll let Alyssa get into all of the Matt Healy drama. He's something. Um, the uh, the name was inspired by quote unquote deranged and mental scribblings found on the back page of the book "On the Road" by Jack Kerouac. Mm-hmm. And the scribblings were dated June first, nineteen seventy-five. Have you guys read it? Uh, no, I did not have time. But it's fun, man. On the I'm road, the book. Though. Yeah. Mm. I know I that, recommend. like, often when people are like, like, there's quote, quote Instagrams and things like, like Kerouac has tons of quotes that people like post. Yeah. Kerouac. Well, I, my favorite one is Buddhism Relay. My favorite Jack Kerouac quote, and I can't find this online, but I read it, and it might be on, on the road. I know it's. I, I read it, and I wrote it down myself. It's uh, Buddhism is philosophy's great murderer. I've always loved that. I was prone mm. it, relating to not overthinking shit. Um, yeah, keep going, so, Mark. Yeah. Uh, the uh, for their first album, they worked with the Arctic Monkeys producer. Um, and then I, I think like, like, I don't know, I said, I, I, I've listened to them since their first album. I've always loved them. I think they get, uh, I, I don't know. Cause I don't, I've never like talked to anyone else about them, but it seems like online they get kind of a, um, bad rep for being, having some like really popular songs is the feeling I kind of get from it. Um, but uh, they're one of the few bands where I think almost every album I've loved. Um, they have, plus it's just, I, I didn't realize this until I was like listening, but like I really love like their music and lyrics, whereas usually I'm like a lyrics kind of guy, but their music is also great. Um, they hit a ton of like topics. They have a lot of um, uh, sad music that sounds happy, I would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they hit like topics of like uh, Maddie's drug addictions, kind of like environmentalism, depression, anxiety, a lot of stuff about like isolation from technology that we kind of get in modern life. Um, that's uh, I think that's my basic intro. I also want to mention I introduced Alyssa to them, so <laughs> she can thank me. Yeah, so I was gonna say it's kind of funny because I think that you. You like a lot of the earlier stuff more than I do. There's like certain songs that I like, but when I re-listen to all the albums, <laughs> the early albums are not front to back listens. They just aren't. But the new album, produced by Jack Antonoff, 
mm-hmm. is a front to back listen. It is a beautiful pop rock album. I love this new album. I love it. Yeah, like the the their first couple albums are more of conceptual albums, um, and so like they'll have like lots of like ambient portions in them and they'll have like things with like just little bit of guitars and like a couple little lyrics almost mars voltian if you will um but their their albums are very long too like their i think their first two albums their first album is like in the deluxe edition is like an hour and a half yeah it's like an hour but like four of those songs are just like four minute instrumentals and i'm like what am i doing or like there'll be like someone playing a sad trumpet for a while um but uh sad trumpet yeah i do like a, the first time listen to them a lot but now i do skip over some of those songs yeah for me so i had never listened to this band before although i heard mark mention them like many many times um like i was like aware of them i don't know why but i just like never clicked on them um the my initial reaction was like what the fuck is mark talking about this sounds like um um, Cage the Elephant or something like that, you know, like, which which I which I know we like that too, but like you know, I was like, this is I don't get why he likes it so much, and it took me a while, and then the one that broke it for me was the live one with all the TV screens, the visual, like I kind of like it got me to like zoom in a little more, and then I started noticing that there's there's a is lot. Is that the love it if we made it? it? Yeah, yeah, um, and then I really like when we get to playing songs i'd like to play the tiny desk concert because there's some nuance there like i get i get a feeling there that is that fits with what i would expect mark like it's not you know it's not as straightforward as a a slightly interesting rock band like there's some real like i don't know like twisty yeah the the lyrics to me stand out as atypical from a pop rock band like they're a little crude in some cases sometimes they're it's sort of like wait what the fuck did he and why did he just say it right there's a there's a lot of that that goes on in their lyrics but then you know they they come out with i know when you're around because i know the sound of your heart like that is beautiful and deep and the song just pumps energy like a heart it's so good um also like i love them because i i think i just love synth wavy synth poppy kind Mm -hmm. of music and they're at least in their early stuff very much that and then i do before we get into the songs i do have a funny story um life is beautiful every year sends out a basically like enter in the artist you want and so i typed in 1975 and kind of just hit enter but i did not know that 1975 is an ambient (laughs) post-rock band with uh, which i would expect mark to like mark might also like that So if I, I have a lot of notes on them too, if we want to do that, but I <laughs> understand. But uh, they are different than the 1975. So for the listeners out there, the 1975. Yeah, and Mark, to your point, every year on that survey, I do put the 1975, and the fact that they finally got them, this is the tops for me. Like this is what made the lineup for me. And I do think outside of our headliners, which are at every other festival, the 1975 is not at every other festival. They're at some, but they're not at every other festival this summer. And I do think that 
they are only going to be headliners into the future. Like they're going to be a sub headliner for us or headliner on a separate stage. The, the conflicts on Saturday are sad. Um, um, but do you, do you want to talk about Maddie's personal life a little bit? <laughs> I will read a quote. I'll read a quote. Um, <laughs> regarding Pat, uh, Matt Healy, this was an article about him. The greatest pop star of his generation or an irritant of epic proportions, depending on who you ask. There's absolutely no denying his notoriety. If you watch any interviews with Matt Healy, he's a fucking douche nozzle. Like, I wish he was playing a character. And he might be. I don't know. Like, on stage, he's definitely playing a character. He's almost doing, like, a one-man play when he's performing. But in interviews, he like he just says the most douchey, pretentious things sometimes that like I will just roll my eyes at him. Yet I, I thought Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I lost my notes, but I'm pretty sure what I wrote down in my notes is that um I his eyes look extremely pained to me. And I don't think it's an act. Like I it reminds me of uh in Rick and Morty where he says wubba wubba dub dub and then bird person is like in my language, wubba dubba dub wub means please help me. I'm in terrible <laughs> suffering. Yeah. That's that's what he re- that's what it reminded me of. I, I, I think he's I think he's a troubled man. I do think that ties in with his like drug addiction and, and things yeah, like that. Be. But I like to Alyssa's point, I sometimes in interviews it feels like he's trying not to directly say he thinks they're the best band of all time. <laughs> uh, it's he's really holding back, but not well. Right. Um, I, I was really hoping you would talk about the um, Taylor Swift. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I was getting there. So the other thing that has happened in like the three weeks to a month that um, we've not recorded the podcast, when we were first going to record this three weeks ago, Matt Healy was dating Taylor Swift. He was at all of her shows. There, He's traveling basically across the pond because he's the 1975's performing weekend show. So he's coming over and hang out with Taylor Swift and they're dating and all her fans are in an uproar because Maddie's a fucking douche and she's a golden girl, right? So not a golden girl as in an old lady, but you know, <laughs> that we revere her because she's Taylor fucking Swift. And since then they have quote unquote, I'll say broken up, but like they were never like a couple to break up. Like they're no longer dating. And they've deciphered this through various things. One of those things being... <clears throat> When me and Mark saw the 1975 in December of 2022 last year, Maddie will make out with a girl in the crowd. This is the... Kiss. Kiss. Kiss is different than... I don't like it. Like, like girls come to the show and they hold signs that say, Maddie, make out with me. It's weird. The only other time I've seen this happen is Donnie Wahlberg before he married Jenny McCarthy. He, like, and then... creepy, too. (laughs) So, but girls, I mean, the other thing, the 1975 is kind of a boy band, right? So, but then in January, at a show Taylor Swift was at, he claimed he was no longer doing this. He's no longer going to make out with girls at shows, that it's trashy, yeah. blah, blah. And it all coincides with the show that Taylor Swift's on. So through those six months, he never did. And then most recently at a show, he made out again with like a security guard or something like that at the show. So that was like a sign for everybody that he's no longer with Taylor Swift and we can bring our Maddie make out with me signs again. So if anyone really loves Maddie Healy, you might have it a chance. It does make me think of, I don't remember if we left it in the show or talked about it for John Mayer, but remember when he went through that like, 
egomaniac yes. therapy to make himself not an egomaniac. Yes, this is what this. Matt Maybe Healy this needs. This. Yeah. For sure. Well, I think Matt Healy idolizes that classic rock star life. And he's trying to like live that. The whole mm. the he I, I he smokes on stage, drinks on stage, all this kind of stuff. Uh, that. Uh, I did want to mention at our show the sign that got the that made the girl quote unquote win, but it was uh, she was Asian, and she held up a sign that said "Kiss me or you're a racist." And Maddie was like, "Well, I don't want to be a racist, so I better kiss you." I kind of like that as a bit. But it's still very creepy. I don't know. <laughs> um, oddly enough, he the other thing that's been very controversial about him is he was on a podcast. I don't know what this po- the a leftist irony podcast, the Adam Friedland Show, where I think the host was doing various accents pertaining to Ice Spice, who's a rapper, and she's mixed, right? She looks various. Um, you can't like tell when you look at her exactly what she looks like yeah um ethnically ambiguous yes and um and so like he's laughing along with the host who he's got criticized for that and then there was another part where he joked about watching internet pornography in which black women are humiliated and brutalized um so like there was this whole bad podcast that like he i mean he's almost been canceled many times but this is the most recent like people are gonna cancel maddie healy um, and then in a concert in, in Australia, he apologized to Ice Spice. She wasn't there. He just apologized <laughs> at the concert. Said, I'm genuinely sorry if I've upset her because I fucking love her. So then <laughs> the weird thing is Taylor Swift comes out with a a remix of her song that has Ice Spice on it. And everyone thought, like, even though maybe that was in the works before she was dating Matt Healy, that that it was like an image fixer for for Taylor Swift if she's going to date Matt Healy. She doesn't agree with the Ice Spice thing. She put her on one of her remixes. So there was all that drama going on too. But then they like broke up like two days later. So Also, funny enough, on stage, uh, he I think this was a different show. He apologized to Ice Spice and then said, but I still don't know what race she is. <laughs> <laughs> he's really a big fucking douche he has a shirt that they the 1975 sells and it says lol you're not matt healy maddie healy he goes by uh. maddie and i'm like what who so i don't know i mean respect to the girls that like him and i get it like girls like egotistical guys i can kind of get it they like bad guys that you know but it's just like ugh. Ugh, i love the 1975 so much but matt healy Maddie Healy makes me roll my fucking eyes. Oh, I well, love him. He, he uh, I, I don't know. For me, he's, he, I, I don't know if it's an act or he's just that, but like, I, I don't know. There's something about like, I, I, I'll liken this to the NBA where there's lots of really bad NBA players that think they're the best. They think they're the greatest player on the court. And if they didn't think that way, they could never be on the court. And so that's what I think of. Mm. Like, if I think if Matt Healy wasn't this guy, he couldn't write the music he writes. That's fair. That might be fair. Well, I think he. I mean, I'm pretty far to the side of separating the art from the artist. And and even like, I mean, I I don't know. I guess I, it's something I consciously try to do is appreciate. Like, I think I used to be have really struggle with this, but I, now I'm I'm pretty okay at like. I like this about this person, and I hate this about this person, and those things coexist. And I and I don't know. I could listen to music from someone I hate pretty 
I, I'm, I, 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 maybe there's an extreme example, but like, like I, I, I would probably keep listening to Michael Jackson. Like, I, it doesn't really, even though I obviously there's huge problems there, but I don't know. It doesn't. What about R. Kelly? I'm just kidding. Me. Don't answer. We don't need to go on a tangent. <laughs> Remix to ignition no. is art. It doesn't. It's it's exempt. I said we're not going there. It's art. <laughs> Uh, so your stance then on on Maddie Healy, Josie, you're like, I mean, I obviously have separated. I've separated. Like, I do not like Maddie Healy, but I love the 1975. In in my best mentality, with the, on the personal aspect of this, I my read of him is that he's extremely troubled or extremely pained. So I I, I my I guess I'm close to like an, a, a compassionate feeling towards him. Mm. He's not empathy. I, I, yeah, I feel like it's a sad thing. Not well, that's a, what the girls feel who want to make out with them too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't. I probably wouldn't invite him over my house. I would. <laughs> I would invite him to my and your house. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we get into songs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we've covered it. Okay. All right. I I uh, had a list of twenty five songs that I wanted to play to get like the vibe <laughs> of nineteen seventy five, but I've. Uh, painfully narrowed it down to five what i I would like you to tell say what the sad trumpet one was because i didn't hear that i actually think we'll get uh play uh sincerity is scary at like 28 seconds sincerity is scary good title on this song is basically he's kind of talking about how I, I think he's more referring to men but he's talking about this with everyone where it's like now whenever something is sad or you have like a true feeling instead you just use sarcasm and you just blow it off and you're just like cynical mm-hmm. and the, the that's the kind of point where it's like to actually be sincere is scary and nobody does it anymore yeah man um, um... That is, I, I, so I, my brain connects something to that. I feel like if I played a different song by this artist, Alyssa would know what it is. But I don't. I feel like neither of you might know this record. But That's my favorite song on the record, but maybe I should grab a different one. The, the newest D'Angelo record has mm-hmm. a lot of that super dissonant, disjointed feeling like that. It, remind, it reminds me of D'Angelo. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, can you also play from that song at 240? Oh, I lost this song. We talked about how I need to listen to D'Angelo, is what we've talked about, because like his one album is everyone's top 10 favorite albums of all time or whatever. 
And I've never. Uh, yeah, I think two of them are really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry. What time did you say, Mark? Two forty. It's funny because I picked a bunch of like new. I thought I'd pick all older songs, but I picked a bunch of newer songs too. Um, the other one, I think this is like the exact opposite. Um, can you play "If You're Too Shy"? Let me know at uh, fifty seconds. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm shocked at the songs Mark's picking for some reason. <laughs> oh damn it! I missed the time stamp again. Fifty seconds. <laughs> guitar sound. So 80s sounding, right? Yeah, chorus. now the wall will hit the chorus the, the second chorus which is the better chorus <laughs> If I move my earphone off my ear, it disconnects and it screws mm. everything up. Oh. Well, um, I think that's a good example. Uh, one of the notes I had on it is their greatest... Uh, Maddie Healy says his one of his greatest influences is John Hughes, the filmmaker. So, from the hmm. 80s, right? The Breakfast Club, 16 yeah. Candles, Weird Science, Pretty all Pink, Ferris yeah. Bueller's <laughs> Day Off... Um, just all of the 80s, yeah. Yeah, and so you can just hear it. That song in particular, like, there's a lot of 80s influence, but I think that that's a good example of, like, where you can hear that influence coming through. I, I think that one's a good example of my experience with this band in general, where if you, if you don't really give that a hard listen, it sounds a little generic, but it's actually not generic once you focus for a second. Because the yeah. clear, the, 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 he created a chorus around, maybe I would like you better if you took off your clothes. Like, what the fuck? That's... 
if you're too shy, if you're too shy, let me know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to play Caroline. I, I have a couple of new songs because I love this new album. Caroline's the biggest earworm. If we go to 104 to hit the chorus, and then it goes into the bridge, and the bridge has a lyric I love. Biggest earworm of a chorus. Yeah, that's like um, that's like montage music from one of those '80s films. Right? Yeah, uh, there's so much going on in the song too. There's like all these like percussion instruments, and just like it feels yeah. like a lot going on. I was thinking it musically. I didn't. I, there was so much going on musically. I didn't even listen to the lyrics. Really, I have to listen again. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Can I go, keep going? I yep. Go. All right. Can we go to now? We got to go full '80s, full '80s mode. So can you play Love Me? It's a very 80s title. <laughs> oh, this is wild, man. of their second album their, their second That's album cool is tune. like a lot like this like the, this the, this is the one that like like I loved their first album but this second album like cemented them for me I, it was like I don't know I'm like I, I there was no music out there that sounded like that it just it was amazing yeah I mean it's really like I think what that was was I had more dissonant this one something like, like it's like not a typical thing at all yeah it's cool sounding um, I'm going to go back to the new album and there's a song called looking for somebody to love. And I have one for what at one minute for the second chorus and then 150. I don't know if we get there, but it's like one of these things that we talked about at the beginning where it's like, it sounds happy, but lyrically it's actually really dark. Right. We're like jeopardy competing. You're like taking it to the one side. I'm taking it to the other. Well, I'm trying to do new stuff. Cause I knew you'd focus on old stuff. Hmm. I don't. Did you say? I don't know why I'm doing so bad with the timestamp. Did you say time? One minute, and then at one fifty, there's a part two. So I don't know if we'll get there. Or... Yeah. 
There's something unexpected going on at all times. Yeah, that for me. That bridge. So the song is about. So it sounds happy, right? The the chorus is looking for somebody to love, but it's about a school shooting and a kid that comes to school. And you know, you should have seen it, man. It was all bang, 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 and it's it's that foster the people vibe of um what's their song pumped mark up kicks yeah pumped, pumped up, up kicks. kicks it's that like but even happier than that but that that bridge somebody's lying on the field somebody's crying on the phone somebody's picking up the body of somebody they were getting to know maybe we're lacking in desire maybe it's all just fucked but the boy with the plan and the gun in his hand was looking for somebody to love that's wild it's wild yeah, it gives me yeah, chills this is good that's it's so intense but like sounds so happy when we listen to it a lot of their songs and lyrics are like that when you like look into it too so um i i I, for my next song this actually isn't one of my favorite of their song we're gonna jump back to their second album but it has my favorite line of any 1975 song so we'll play it we'll have to jump around a little bit can you play she's american from the beginning hmm. and also this is funny because Alyssa didn't realize they were a uh, British band and I'm like they have a song called She's American where he talks hmm. about like his teeth <laughs> this was like six yeah, years but... ago when Mark first introduced me so come on who wrote American Woman that's why I'm American uh, Lenny Kravitz This is my favorite lyric. So yeah, either I put it on or we missed, but we got right into it. But the lyric was, she calls on the phone like the old days expecting the world. Oh, don't fall in love with the moment and think you're in love with the girl. Hmm. Yeah. Love that one. 
so I only have one more song, which is their best song, and it's Love It If We Made It. But Mark, how many more do you have? And Josie, do you have I, any? I, I wanted to play the Tiny Desk. Okay. Oh. The second. second let's song let's do that last because I think that's okay. a good one. I have one more song to play. Okay. So let's do what this is. Okay. Uh, do Love It If We Made It, which is my favorite song and what I think is their best song. Um, and I would my, do it I'll from the story about this one after you go. Uh, and I I do it from the start and just like let it roll for a minute and then go to two minutes because the breakdown is really nice. So it's that whole, um, you know, it's it's like a very dark chorus, and then you hit this hopeful. But I'd love it if we'd made it, right? I love it if yeah. we make it. It's so great. And this is written during like the Trump era and all that stuff. So, and when Maddie's it live, when we saw him, he's like, uh, I I naively thought I could write a song that would change the world. I mean, I feel like a lot of people might be thinking there's a very obvious sonic connection to me to a to a '80s band. But the more, and I wasn't really going to say anything about it, but now I'm thinking, like, these songs are weirdly dark and surprising, too. And now I'm thinking, and maybe that's partially why it's used in the movie American Psycho. Um, but... Wait, was 80s music just like this? <laughs> Mark loves I mean, the 80s, he doesn't know. <laughs> it wasn't all dark, but some of it was. I, and... I was sadly born in the 80s when, when I should have been born in the 70s because I didn't get a chance to enjoy the 80s. Yeah, I wasn't that big into it. I don't, there's not a lot I love from the 80s, but um, I don't know. I'm due for that. I got to go through an 80s phase. At some point. There, this was definitely a song that I thought was about like him and a girl, <laughs> but I did not realize it instead was about like humanity in general. And it was, I was definitely way more disappointed when I learned it was like about humanity. You can make hoping... it about whatever you want it to be about. Mark. No, 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 no. It's pretty obvious when you look at the lyrics. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you listen to the the, the lyrics in the verses, uh, sure. Uh, oh, well, okay. Yeah. You bury your head under the pillow, though. <laughs> All right, my last song, and we have to go. I have to do at least one from the first album. So we can, can we play uh, "Girls," but we have to listen to it to like a minute ten, because so, it's so good. 
you you picked all these songs that he's never gonna play live. Uh, it's the story of my life. <laughs> I picked the best songs also. Man, I watched the Paul. Did you see that Paul Simon tribute thing? It was on like cable. I watched it mm-hmm. or on you know network TV. When I was in university, I watched it, and it was like that. They didn't. I, there's like 20 Paul Simon songs I love, and they didn't play any of them. That's like that's like my story at every concert. I have like one song that I just love so much, and they'll never play it. <laughs> A lot of their like early stuff, like th- their first album is great, and it's also you should listen to this. This is one of his controversial songs, I believe, too. Um, well, now it is. Back then, it wasn't. But it's kind of like Alyssa. Like, correct me if I'm saying this wrong. Where it was kind of about like these groupie girls that were like falling in love, but they're too young, right? And so he's kind of like saying, "I, I can't do anything." <laughs> with you or for you you know or like they're looking for for you (laughs) they're looking to him to like there's that lyric about how like uh, we're like past religion and so they're looking to these artists yeah i heard there was some kind of there was some lyric in there with secular in like secular age and he was and then he says i'm not your savior and i think that was kind of like hitting on like like how people were like worshiping these artists and like these this kind of like Thing they're getting from these like younger girls that he can't do anything with <laughs> except make out with them in a crowd um <laughs> uh, so before we play the tiny desk the tiny desk was like very early when the 19th so it's just maddie healy first of all i didn't mention it but i feel like when i saw maddie healy live like he doesn't play I don't think he really plays an instrument live. Like, in the Tiny Desk he does, but live I think he knows how to, like, hit a chord to not sound off, but, like, or play a chord on the piano and not sound off. But, I, but like, the band is really good. Like, I, I we should, we've concentrated a yeah. lot on Maddie Healy, but the band is fantastic. They sound so good. One thing I, like, notice with the music is I, I almost feel like the guitar and synth are just going on their own, and he's, like, just singing along or, like, trying to, like, keep up like the music as it's going but like in his live shows he's so i don't think he could play an instrument because he's like jumping all over the place and running all over the place the whole time yeah Uh, just popular songs we didn't cover i can't believe we didn't do the sound because that's mark is that not your favorite sound that is my favorite song but like i had to get all the other ones covered (laughs) those were more important yeah so other big ones to the sound Uh, uh, i'm in love with you is a really big one right now somebody else 
Um, there's a there's uh, somebody a, else is their biggest song that, that that's probably like their yeah. their biggest. There's hit. a big like fan thing in there where they do so. fuck that get money and everyone sings along. So just listen to it's that. It's a great. That's like their okay. ultimate breakup song. Is yeah. uh, somebody else? Somebody else. Chocolate's really good. Um, sex they end on a lot. It's really good. And robbers is really good. So just other good songs that we did not cover because there's literally so many. Dig it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sold on that. I, I was new to this band, and uh, I would put this on pretty consistently. Or probably uh, will put this on pretty consistently. You want to do the Tiny Desk Joe? Close oh, us out. with that, yep. Uh, I wrote down second so song. Long. Do you guys agree? What's the second song? I don't yeah. know. I don't remember. <laughs> Fuck Joe. <sighs> then yes. Yeah. Second is it's, uh, Sex, Chocolate, and Woman. Oh, yeah. So you get oh, Sex and Chocolate in this. Good night. Hey. Song called Sex. That's our favorite song. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I thought I would notice in this if he was shitty at guitar, and he's not. Sounds good. And this is how he starts. like bright eyes a little to me on that it did sound torture in his voice a little. yeah right? like you could definitely pain. hear pain yeah. In his voice, yeah and it's, it's even his face too This is a definitely like acoustic, sad version of this song too. Yeah, that's the one that caught caught my ear. I think because I hear the most pain in it. Yeah, it's a song about uh, addiction to heroin, right? Chocolate is heroin. Oh, uh, and I didn't pick that up. Pretty obvious how you say it, though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for uh, 1975, I obviously will will be there. I actually think I will. Normally, I'm like uh, hang out in like the middle part of the crowd i think i might uh, uh push forward and actually like try to be closer to the stage for them hmm. so we it's just such a weird like how will they set up saturday because we also have kendrick lamar which mark you gave another hour-long convincing argument about how much you love kendrick lamar <laughs> <laughs> um so it's a little bit 
like if they the ideal situation is they do the 1975 into Kendrick Lamar but I, it, I do I think that's what they'll do um, I would choose the 1975 over Kendrick uh, more so because uh, I just don't find rap shows as much fun as like a, a good like rock show um, and I think if you really want to see Kendrick you have to be like super close like you because you got to be with the people that love it right to get like that excitement I think if you're too far back there's gonna be too much talking and too much there, there won't yeah. be enough energy yeah I saw Kendrick in the second row and I do not I, I regret buying second or fifth row tickets or something for Beyonce I do not regret buying second row tickets for Right, I'm assuming the energy was insane for it. It was, it was powerful, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, Mark. Like the, like I said, the 1975 is tops for me here, so I'm basically, they're over everything. Over any other artist on this lineup, I'm seeing the 1975. Joe? Yeah, I, I mean, I like this. I would probably go to this. I wouldn't go to this over Kendrick Lamar, though. I didn't think so. <laughs> I, I didn't I think so. I can't see them putting them to. I um, I'm scared where Maddion will be in all this, but mm. um, I'm assuming they'll do 1975 and uh, Ferg at the same time, and then into Kendrick Lamar. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. How old do you think Maddie? How is? old do you think Maddie Healy is? I guessed earlier. I said twenty-four. Um, I feel like I should know this. I honestly have no idea how old he is. Well, he's uh, dated. Say... It, he just recently dated Taylor Swift. I don't Ooh, know if you guys know how old she is, but she's thirty-four. She's like our age, right? Yeah, I was gonna say thirty-two. Not that we're thirty-four, but um... <laughs> I was gonna say that's many years. That was like <laughs> they were in sixth grade while we were graduating. But sure. <laughs> um. Matt Healy's 35 years old, so uh, a bit I older. I, I think it points more towards the fact that he's very troubled and maybe a little... Immature? Like, developing slowly. Instead of immature, Josie chooses, chooses developing slowly. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like... I think when you have kids, that's how you have to word it. <laughs> <laughs> Little John is just developing slowly. At his own pace. <laughs> At his own pace. He just learns different. <laughs> All right, the Wombats. Wombats. I want to do them, but I won't because you guys I, I thought Joe else. C would do them, but did you lose? I, so I do, I do, I have listened to the Wombats somewhat regularly for, for years. I, but I lost my notes, and all I have here is Wikipedia. Um, so I'll, 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 I'll do them, because I have my notes here on them, too. So um, the uh, Wombats are an English indie rock band from Liverpool. They were formed in 2003, so 20 years ago they were formed. I call them Garage Brit Pop Synth Rock is my mm. genre that I put them in. Mm -hmm. uh, their name comes from they would call each other Wombat, when they did something like stupid while they were all classmates and um a lot of their like early stuff is rooted in that student culture type thing yeah. this is i think is this this we saw them at our very first life is beautiful mm -hmm. together in 2016 
so uh, the three of us were there to see them. Yeah, um, so so talking about bands that we love now that we discovered at Life is Beautiful that we didn't know beforehand, the Wombats is a shining example, right? Yeah. Um, their songs are silly. Uh, they're very fun. They have a lot of, like, irreverent, as Netflix would call it, lyrics. Um, irreverent? Irreverent. Is that how you say it? Okay. So um, that at least sounds like a word. The first thing yeah. can't be a word. No way. And it could be. <laughs> Um, now I'm now uh, I'm second guessing my word irreverent. I don't know. I'm not irreverent. Sure. Yeah. Uh, their lyric, they're also lyrics. Also, like I don't know, they have like a poetic feel to them. Like mm-hmm. almost more than like you know, like all music is kind of poetic, but theirs almost feels like like poems. Like um, one of uh, I, I this isn't on my song list, but um, one of my favorite lyrics of theirs is I know, I know, I know. You said that life sounds better as a duet. And I like, mm. I love that lyric. It's good. Um, they have, in my research, they have an NFT collection where they there's this um, kind of like online, I don't know what you'd call it, game called Sandbox. And if you had one of their NFTs, your NFT was a character who could attend a concert that they just did in this I think that's very similar to like uh, the Fortnite concerts and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, I like that they're experiment. I think yeah. I also think that's like wildly uncool, kind of like how those Apple goggles are. Like, I like that they're making something that far out, but like it's also like uncool. Yeah. <laughs> um, they for a while had a fourth band member, Cherub, who was a stuffed wombat that they would take mm. everywhere. Um, at one point, a fan stole him and started running but a security guard caught that fan and got it and then they ended up leaving him at an airport in norway (laughs) that's a fun fact i have a stuffed wombat that my friend adriana got me from australia and i love it it. it i need to bring it you should throw it on stage i don't know it's my wombat though no well make it everyone's wombat Hmm. Um, i have a bunch of pictures of the wombat too but obviously nobody can see those you pasted um, pictures in your notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. but yeah, I've I I can't I can't remember if I listened to them before Life Is Beautiful or like I discovered them then. But um, they are definitely like my musical taste of kind of like that that Brit rock kind of stuff. Like I, I definitely like love their sound and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what do you guys think? I've loved them ever since we saw that Life is Beautiful. I know I didn't know them before that. Um, I'm excited they're coming back. It feels a little full circle for us. And they've only come out with just as fun songs as they had then. I think they're going to be like a perfect set at like 7 p.m. or something like that on the main stage. It's going to be because they're on Friday, right? Like it's going to be so fun to see the wombats again so fun yeah so i for me i don't remember when i first heard the wombats i don't think i think it was before life is beautiful i think what i said when we saw life beautiful though is like this is a perfect vehicle for fun and like that's kind of my favorite way to think of music like i really like most of the the jazz stuff I like is because it's a vehicle for intensity or a vehicle for like really strong tension and really strong release or something like a feeling. This, 
and I mean, a million different things that I love about music, but for me, this is like the perfect band to say like, somehow this works as a vehicle for fun, even though I often don't think it sounds good. Like, I, I don't, it doesn't seem to matter. And I like the fact, and I know that's kind of like a punk rock ethos. I'm not a big punk rock fan, but like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to matter. And I, I dove into it for this podcast a little bit. And I actually like learned some of the songs. Like, why do I hate this song? Like, or not hate? I love it. But like, like why? Why does it sound so bad to me? And like, some of them were real obvious once I started like picking it out on the keyboard. I was like, okay, like that chord just does not go there, and not in, they're not doing it in an artistic way. It just sounds like they wrote the wrong chord. Or my guess is that it's not really even like. I think there's just a, a carelessness in a good way about it. I think they're like, oh, whatever. That that that's fine. Because um, I think I I can't imagine that they don't hear that those chords sound fucking weird and wrong, but it, it, I don't know. I think they just probably know that it doesn't matter. Um, so then I got a little into it. I, I can only learn so many songs quickly, right? So then I found this website called Hook Theory that is really cool, and you can look up let's they have let's dance Joy Division on there, and it analyzes it by chord bass melody, chord complexity, melodic complexity, chord melody tension, meaning like the, the melody doesn't fit the chords, which is what they do a lot of, and chord progression novelty, which, I mean, for Burt Bacharach is like finding genius ways to get from, this, what it means for this band is just when they put a wrong chord in there. <laughs> um, it's really cool, and it gives you like a diagram of it, and that helped me see like, without having to learn them all, like okay like yeah like these songs are as weird as i think they are um but i couldn't when i google it i don't see people like talking about it it's not like people are like what the fuck are they doing people are too busy enjoying the music you know yeah Yeah. i was gonna say like as a listener now i don't i never once think that like some songs are better than others but i never once think that that doesn't go here Right. Oh, I have a great example of, of I think, what Joe's yeah. talking about. I mean, I, I, let's but, do Let's Dance to Joy Division, because that, that's my real, favorite song for the joy communication, and yeah. it has yeah, the, the yeah. most that's, that's their strongest song, for though, sure. Like, I, um, I, I just think they're garage rock, right? I think they're just like, like uh, let's let's play hard and loud. And now, yeah. The, uh, yeah, that's the feeling I get from their music, and they're just like having a blast, right? And they're like, yeah, eh, that, that thing's wrong. Nah, who cares? Let's just go uh, with it. There's definitely also parts where they're not like they're not playing the same thing, and like, they definitely didn't like. They're just not looking, they're not listening, or like looking at each other's hands or anything. It looks like those do not go together. Um, let's dance, Joy Division. So I think that I won't try to call it out. Let's play what's right. It's like the fourth chord. It's like right in the first ten seconds. Oh, you gave it away, like, Joe. Everyone's gonna be listening for that fourth chord now. That, that, that's right there.
I honestly don't hear any even that, that. Even that perfect. chord feels like rough. What, like what it's the, doing? The intro gonna, chord. I think I can explain it pretty well. Not, not theor- I don't want to explain it theoretically, but the experience of it is he, he goes to that chord that's wrong. That chord could go there. It's just it can't go before. You can't have, he has two chords in a row that either one could go there, but they can't both go there. And what it does is it makes that chord sound like the home. It makes it sound like he changed keys to that chord. But then he immediately goes back to the other key. So what it, what it sounds like to me actually is that it changes keys for a very brief moment, and not in the way a jazz song does, like artistically. It just sounds like almost like you you fucked up. It just sounds like a mistake. So I wrote, I had my notes in here, and this here, I have a theory, which I don't I don't even believe, but if it's true, they're genius. Like, the lyrics to the song is everything is going wrong, but we're so happy. Do you think they purposely did that? Made the song wrong, and but it's still, they like they don't care because they're, they're so happy and stuff like that. I think it hardly ever does anyone do that on purpose, but I don't think it matters. I still think it's a good analysis, I think, because I think really the truth is, anyone who's making art that's connecting with you is mostly using their intuition. Mm. So their intuition might, there's a, there's this phenomenon there's something they call it where anytime you sing the word like down or low, the melody always goes, not always, but like almost always goes down. And I'm positive that's not intentional, right? It's just like the way we craft melodies and songs. So I, I think it's okay to say part of why it's good is because of that, overlap of that lyric and the, the tension in the chord and like maybe their subconscious did it but almost certainly their conscious mind did not do it mm-hmm. um another interesting part is like uh joy division is even like the fact that they picked joy division joy division is that thing of like they have a very happy sounding name but the it's actually referenced from like a nazi concentration camp is where oh, joy division came from and it was there was a lot of horrible things, and it's there's a book called House of Dolls that that's referenced in, and that's where Joy Division got their name. And also, same yeah. thing, Joy Division songs are very sad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I look well. I, I I mean, I, I I'm enjoying the I like the Wombats. It's cool. Yeah. Joy Division is a way better band than this. right. You like um, you should probably just switch over if you started listening to Joy Division and dancing to it. You probably wouldn't come back to the Wombats. Right. And so, but I, I love that even the band they picked goes along with that lyric, right? Yeah. Of like, uh, yeah. I also love that lyric. Everything is going wrong, but we're so happy. Yeah, good in way song, to live your life. I, I would. I read. I read. I read um, that the Joy Division song. He wrote it about a true thing that happened to him. They were standing on a table, yet singing along to a Joy Division song. That song was "Level Terrace Apart." Um, and so it's like based on a real thing that, you know, he kind of wrote this back to this happy sounding song that's actually the, that makes no sense. We're actually all fucked. Right. I love that. Um, Mark, what do you have? I have two songs I think I want to do. I, I have a bunch of songs, so I, I'm hoping you guys will do them. But I want to do my next song. Is another song I love, but I think it hits the same thing Joe does, where I don't think uh, the chords just don't sound or feel right. But can can you play "Jump Into the Fog" at uh, 25 seconds?
it's whatever's making that noise there. Those chords just don't feel right. Actually, I think the chords the guitar are playing are fine. Although I think, I think the the melody might be in the major is major or something, and the chords are minor. But I think it's I think there's two instruments here that are not playing things that go together. Right, and More, then, uh, it's not that the chord progression is necessarily wrong. It's yeah. like the way they're interlinking. I still love the song. Uh, and then mm -hmm. can you j jump to uh, one minute? That's right. I was obsessed with the song for a while, and I was. This was one of my touch tunes songs that I would play in bars, and I definitely do the thing. Like this was a song that was a big hit in bars, where I would like look around, and there'd be. This was a. This was like a head bobber. Like lots of people love this one. So the. So this is. I love this website. So this is on the Hook Theory website. Um, that chord that I think you're pointing out is the four of four, which is like a Beach Boys thing. So it's not. It's a chord that's not in the key. But it sounds like it's setting you up to go to the it go, thing goes four five one this is this is like the setup to that so you got boom 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 this is like I, i'm not i don't want to try to pick it in front of people publicly but th there's it has it's a note that sets you up into that the four of four so thing. do you i i was looking do you think they're doing this on purpose like no, I know. I don't think anyone. Yeah. I think when you try to do anything like this on purpose, it doesn't. Like maybe a classical composer whose intuition is incredibly well developed and their intellect is super well developed might be able to do this intentionally. Yeah, but, but I don't think. I, I think. I think nobody does this intentionally. I. I and then, still love the song though. Like it. It doesn't. It almost enhances it because it makes it yeah. like noticeable. It like really like grabs you. You know. The thing they call out here is that the melody, it doesn't say exactly why, and I didn't so much hear it, but the, it, it puts the melody as very complex. Um, I like the song Greek Tragedy at one minute. I think Greek Tragedy is one of their big ones, too. D in Tragedy? No. Greek Tragedy. That's a crowd pleaser. It's cool, man. Yeah, you can sing along like, to that. It has a build up. I, I don't know if it ever like explodes, but it has like a great build up going to it. It has um, just a I, nice sing along chorus, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, Alyssa was wrong. There, there's a better song on that album, Ooh. and it's our next song, "Give Me a Try." Oh, I had this at 27 seconds. Uh, do but it from the beginning. I had the beginning and 40 oh, seconds. 
You want me to stop at 26 seconds? <laughs> no. Uh, Just yeah. like, Please. Let it go. Please do. It's, it's a perfect vehicle for fun and nothing else matters. I yeah, see. and it's, you don't have to like, this is like the opposite of what I normally do where I'm like, oh, I'm going to analyze the song and what's the secret meaning. It's like, I only, my brain just goes into like, like you said, ah, I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't, you know what? They probably are not fucking up though. They probably are grooving. I didn't really think about it, but like they're probably playing in time well together. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard to be fun if it's like rhythmically sloppy. It's probably not that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my final one is, is Techno Fan at 107, and I only did this because I want you guys to listen to this and then tell me what it sounds like. Did you say time? 107. This part. I don't got it. I thought of Jimmy World, but I I, don't know. I thought the killers. Yeah, the killers. Yeah. Oh. Techno fan. That was yeah. so Brandon Flowers, you know? Yeah. So um, we we should play their probably their biggest song. It's a turn. Can you play that at forty seconds? listening to this from like you know their let's dance to joy division because these are like three albums apart 
but but it does feel like more grown up to me, like a grown up sound, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy that. um, Okay. I have to do this last song just because uh, it's, it's probably their, I don't know. It might be their hardest hitting. It's, it's also off the album. Alyssa and I have been jumping, but can you do uh, be your shadow? And this will be my last song. This will be the last song. Well, now I'm hearing the killers every eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You guys hearing that one too? Yeah, <laughs> uh, not not as much as the other one, but uh, this one also has this great lyric. You're such a violent high. What, another right. one that I love. Yeah. So the wombats are playing on Friday, and actually, like where they are, they are not going to be a 7 p.m. sunset set or a 6 p.m. sunset set. I don't remember what it is because like it's like they are like two lines from the big names before them from a rock pop perspective right there's Dayglow ahead of them goth babes ahead of them inhalers ahead of them um right behind them is frank moody beach weathers below them roosevelt like friday's so rock heavy like you're bound to not see one of those bands and and there's a Mm. female singer ray who i really love that is more than likely going to be against them i guess based on name so I have I feel like their second stage, maybe at like five. Mm, like, the little stage or the Bacardi? Stage? No, the 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 big second stage. Bacardi. Bacardi, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I definitely want to go see the. They would probably, at this point, be priority for me because I know it's just gonna be fun oh. as hell. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go see them no matter what. Um, I, I think, I think this is another where I might actually try to get up close also. Like I might go early for them. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with you for up front. I, this is one where I might pass. On, I, I do like it. I might pass on it if I was alone, but with friends, I think this yeah, is an for obvious, sure. obvious choice. Yeah. Um, how old do you think that the lead singer is? His name's Matt Murphy. Matt Murphy. Um... I feel like Mark's got pictures in his notes, so he has an advantage to you. He Except lost they're all his notes. from they're all from like their first album, so <laughs> it doesn't. This help. is the thing where I can't remember when I first heard them. I I'm thinking when I think of when I first heard the Wombats, I'm thinking of Cleveland State University, which mm-hmm. was 2006 for me. I think I no, I started there. It's two thousand almost fifteen so, uh, years or something, right? Yeah, so I'm I about think he to pay off be... my student loan. <laughs> I paid mine off. Um, I think he must be almost 40, though. Uh, let's do 38. Yeah, I, I think they're older than us, actually. I'll go 42. Josie was right on the money with 38. Ah. Nailed it. One, one. But it's weird, though, because I can't. I mean, it's like I sort of think I listened to him when I went to Cleveland State, but I can't <laughs> remember for sure. 
All right, next art artist is Johnny, and I just have to say, you guys have been just putting disrespect on Johnny's name just by the fact that all you guys did was text back and forth about the 1975 and the Wombats, and no one paid attention to Johnny, even though I was trying to send stuff. <sighs> this dude has no, isn't this, should I should have prepared better, isn't this dude has no songs? Did you? Uh, no. How dare you? So, Johnny is, his name is Jacob Lee Nicholas Sullinger. So, not Johnny. J-O-H-N-N-Y. Uh, Johnny is spelled J-A-W-N-Y. Um, oh. He's originally from the Bay Area, but uh, he moved to Philly at the age of 20 and began making music under the moniker of Johnny Utah. Um, which was inspired by the James Cameron movie Point Break. I've never seen Point Break. I've never seen Point Break either, but that was what his original name was inspired by. He had a hit song called Honey Pie. That's what kind of made him blow up, and he got signed to do this song in 2019 called Honey Pie. It's a catchy little song. It is not, not what I would advise you to listen to, though. Johnny, it's not the Beatles tune, is it? No, no, no. He no. is. No. Um, he has a new album that just came out, and this is an album that you should listen to from front to back. And so, if you're going to get into Johnny, don't listen to This Is Johnny. Listen to his new album, Front to Back. It's a wonderful pop rock record. When we were preparing the week, like, I listened to this over the weekend over and over and over again before we were originally going to do this. I listened to this album so many times. I just loved it. Um, his name is actually inspired by a Philly slang called John. <laughs> and I tried to, like, <laughs> like, I... I looked up the definition, um, and it is may refer to a thing, place, person, or event, substituting for the specific name, a noun that passes for other nouns, and I was like, well, that doesn't fucking make sense to me, but that is what it is, so the example- I know the word, like, that's a John, yeah, I mean, I've heard that. I have not heard, these, these Johns are expensive, pass me that John, that new John. This John is packed. You could use it for whatever the fuck you want. And also, like, so a is couple... is like, the yada, yada, yada of nouns? <laughs> yada, yada, yada for the best part. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got to ask our friend Frasco about this and how often they say it in Philly. And I also know, I watched a couple of videos of people trying to explain it, and I don't think I can hear it, but they tried to, like, it's not John like the name, it's pronounced differently, but when they were saying it, it sounded the same to me, so I don't know if I don't have the ear for it you know like sometimes you just don't have the ear but it's apparently not said quite like john but that's it his name is a play on that um he right now is looking a little crazy he has like long blonde bleach hair and a silly mustache um but his newest album is just so wonderful and i suggest everyone listen to it so this album cover makes me think of a hundred gecks because this album cover <laughs> is deliberately bad, right? <laughs> like, me and Mark are not designers, but work in software and probably know like you can't do any of those. You can't read the A is unreadable, the the um, kerning is super bad, the letters are all spaced wrong, the font is the wrong type of font. It looks like it's like deliberately horrific looking. Well, he's also dressed in like a lilac suit and has this hair, terrible hair, and like I don't know if it's rain boots or yellow socks, right? It's never fair, always true. Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this is a wonderful 
pop rock album. And I will prove it to you by playing my favorite songs. But what did you guys think, even though you did not give him a fair shot? And I know that from our text. I mean, I basically slept on this. I definitely played them on the playlist, but none of this caught my ear. Are these are the songs from this album on, the, on our So they, they weren't a lot. Like, maybe one of them? Let me look. Uh, two of them. Two of them are on the current album that I think are great. And they are not two that I'm going to highlight, although they are both good. But So Strawberry Chainsaw and Adios are like two that are on his top five right now. But those aren't the ones I think are great. Hmm. What do you got, Mark? Um, he has a song that's listenable. So that's good. <laughs> I mean, lots of bands probably you can't even listen to one of their songs. Like most of them, if you look at the universe of bands. And he has one song that's listenable. So that's not bad. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, I, I couldn't, his lyrics just threw me off. I just couldn't get into the music. I liked the music. I just couldn't get into his lyrics. I got a AJR kind of feel. Mm. Or, and I got like a, a Mac DeMarco, still woozy type of, of rock. Like, wow. I don't know if you'd call that like, like lazy rock or like stoner rock. Um, okay. But that's definitely not like the all three of those bands are, are not my style at all. And I just think this just didn't uh, line up with me. I, I got into I wouldn't call it debate, but like our, our friend TJ really likes this band, too. And he was trying to convince me and send me songs. But everything he sent me just didn't work. But um, I'm, I'm glad Alyssa likes them because yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I just have one song. Me and TJ and have so. have very similar styles. Yeah. What's your one song, Mark? Adios. Okay, let's play Adios. It's on the new album. I think it is good. It's not what I would play. Adios. I think this one's very Cage the Elephanty. I have one thirty four for this. I did have it on my list, but. reminds me of the weekend song um oh what the that one weekend song oh yeah little weekend i don't know what song you mean the one that's like uh, it's one of his newer ones is it blind lights um do you I think what, what Alyssa, were you humming the Johnny or the... I was humming I was humming the like Johnny, Johnny knowing that it would remind you of The weekend because I do think there is something. Mm, 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 mm. I think that's Blinding Lights, or similar to Blinding Lights. Blinding Lights? Mm, 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 mm. Oh, Joe, can you play Blinding Lights by The weekend at one minute? <laughs> Did you have and it in your notes, on. Mark, or you're guessing? No, I, I, this, I didn't recognize it until now. But I think it's, I think he copied the weekend blinding lights. How dare you? I think there's two versions. Of it. Wait, wait, we come in.
It's that like where he goes up. I feel like they do that in audios. He does that in audios also. Let's play audios again. I think that's Soul, soul Me Radio. Yeah. Soul Me Radio. Soul Me Radio. Play which one again? Play Adios again. I want to see if I'm right. We're at two hours. No one's listening anymore. No, oh, jeez. I knew that would happen. The 1975. That that synth was Soul Me Radio in a different rhythm. Find the chorus on on Adios. That's... No, it's the baseline. Wait, hold. Wait, wait a second. You guys hear that? It, it, does, it sounds very similar to me now, but I, I okay. hear it in the bass. Okay, that, I, I get I get blinding lights by the weekend vibes yeah. from this. Okay, where, where I feel like we're where were we going? <laughs> I am going to. That's I, all I got. So we can move on. <laughs> I let Mark chose this one song. Um, if you do wide eyed, um, at I have thirty four seconds. This is the catchiest chorus. I like this one. Yeah. And then when he comes into this chorus or his verse, this is 21 pilot scene. does this weird rap part which is so 21 pilots um so i think that we can stop there i i think that that is a the chorus there is a great sing-along chorus it pumps hard i think that's a great one the other one i really like is called take it back and this is another great sing-along. This has Beck on the album, but in a previous EP, he had this song by himself, and then he brought Beck in. And so you can kind of hear, like, his Beck influence on a lot of this. So mm-hmm. I do this at... I guess that rappy, that rap part in the other one was a little Beck. Yeah, it's a 25 seconds at Take It Back. And then, probably got to go through about a minute, there's, like, a good sing-along.
Like in a crowd, just going, that's going to yeah, be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one and the previous one, I'm so yeah, that. I don't know if just all music is starting to sound like Cage the Elephant, but that sounded like Cage the Elephant to me. Yeah. There are... Sometimes I think shit sounds like Cage the Element when it's mixed well. Oh, interesting. I get some Oliver Tree in this. I know he he honestly opened for Oliver Tree on his last tour, so there's a connection there. I get Weezer in some of it too. I get a little uh, bit I, of a Weezer. I, I hear the Weezer. I was gonna say again AJR. I just get a lot like, of AJR from that. You're hearing like like this. Uh, more of a, like uh, their their yellier songs. Oh, what's that? Uh, there, uh, yeah, you know, what, there's, there's a one slow. On Droid. So there's a slow song. I'll, I'll end with this slow song, but that also. When I think I just, I was watching Rivers sing something acoustic. Uh, their song "By the Sea" or whatever it is, and it reminded oh, me yeah. of Johnny when he was doing it. I was like, oh, it reminds me of Johnny for some reason. Can we play that? Um. So if you do do, there's a song called "Slow It Down." Um. Uh, what I have like a ten seconds, and then you kind of go through the chorus like one twenty is my notes. I think it's do like one twenty and see where it's at because it's like the pre-chorus to the chorus that I just really love. What do we slow slow it down by Johnny? Yeah, by Johnny. That doesn't come up for me. Oh, uh, is it spelled funny or something? Cancel Johnny. It is. Probably Booth. Oh. Sorry, everything. Oh, my notes were, let's slow it down and listen to everything. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) It's been three weeks, guys. You were being a hype man. Let's slow it down, everybody. (laughs) Let's just listen to some smooth jazz. And go to like 120s. Oh, gotta go back, sorry. The 120s where it ends. I really hope no one is listening, huh? <laughs> you gotta go back a little. I'm so sorry. <laughs> go back. Between Joe not having notes and your notes being all wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're coming. So that part right there, I'm pretty sure had I paid attention and heard that, I think I could have heard Alyssa in that. There's something about that I, I like hear Alyssa in that. This, this chorus. Because 
Um, I love so I love this. It reminds me when we did um, Coin, and I like their mm. their one really slow song, "Let It All Out." Like the pre-chorus, it's not a hymn, it's not a song that you grew up singing in church. This one's a little bit louder, and it's a little bit worse. I love that. And then his chorus, so it's called, the song's called Everything, and his, you know, his chorus, like, bounces from things that are meaningful to shit that's not meaningful. And it ends with, like, um, you know, the last drag of a cigarette. It's everything. It's all it is. Right? And it's that, like, our lives are made up of all these moments, and some are really important and some aren't, but this is everything. Right? And when it's everything, could it also be nothing? Right? I love, I love this song. So I'm going to see Johnny almost definitely. I love him. I'm still hung up on, like, why can I associate that sound with you? I think it's anthemic. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know I love an anthemic thing. Yeah. I don't know. There's something just... It is anthemic. It has that, like, fun dot. Yeah, the band fun. Oh, yeah. Fun's a decent comparison. So it has, like, that fun kind of, like, our music is, like, it's almost like a musical, right? Like, you could see that as, like, the closing thing of, like, a musical, that song, you know? But uh, it does sound like, like your, uh, your wheelbarrow alley. Mm-hmm. Your wheelbarrow yeah, so the thing wheelbarrow alley. Yeah, the thing about Johnny is he's on Saturday. His name's right next to Chica. Oh. So hey, more than likely they would cross over. It seems likely that they would. I think I would choose Johnny over Chica, but I might be with TJ on that. <laughs> Maybe TJ would choose Chica with you guys, though. I don't know. I'm assuming you guys would choose Chica. Depends on if he's cool or not. I don't, so I guess my response to Johnny here, I, I was kind of, I, I didn't, I, I think whatever my notes were before I lost them, they were very sparse on this. But I, there's parts of this I liked a lot. But I feel like there's like maybe a lot of filler for me mm. or something like that. So I think I, I would definitely go Chica. I'm just really curious about Chica. Yeah, uh, Johnny's a, a skip for me, especially if Chica was there, it'd be no question. But uh, I'd probably just uh, skip this. But if Chica's not there, you'll go with me. If you want me to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how old do you think Johnny is? Fun fact about him: he used to date Doja Cat. So good, good for him. Very weird. <laughs> like before Doja Cat became like the it girl that everyone wants to put in their designer clothes. She dated Johnny. Well, now I see that Doja Cat might be dating Jay Cyrus, who now I'm questioning her, her picks. I just, I just gotta hear the bitch I'm a cow part. <laughs> is this from Dave? Is. Uh, no, I don't think yeah, the song's in Dave. This is the only song I knew. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say now. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. No, I think, I feel like, I think the Dave, the Dave stuff might have been before this album came out. Mm. When I sent everyone, uh, like a video like a recording of a live that her and Johnny did together talking about how they got together and how Doja Cat saw his song Honey Pie and she's like, this song is shit. She's like, I hate this song. <laughs> but I think the guy's kind of cute in the video. And then they like, like commented on each other's Instagrams and then formed a full-fledged relationship from there. So Johnny can get Doja Cat. Anything's possible for you guys. Is that I mean, how nobody... it works? Like, I yeah. start a... I think that is how it works. Yeah, I'm sold. That's how it works. I don't think anybody rocks this mustache who's over the age of thirty. Okay. 
So I'm, I'm going to put him... Um... He also bleached his hair, <laughs> and it's long. He has a pimple in this photo I'm looking at. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to put him at a... Uh... There's adult acne. No, but it's not adult acne. This is like a <laughs> this is like a single pimple that an eighteen year old gets. Like, <laughs> um, I think he's twenty four. Mark, uh, I actually don't have an idea. Uh, I'll go thirty. He's twenty seven. So who's doing the math? Is Mark closer? Are you even? We're even. Ooh. One no one one. one. Wants, no one Everyone sucks. So salute so is. The tiebreaker for today. Ooh. Mark, do you want to lead into sure. salute? I have like two sure. lines on them. Uh, I got a couple lines on them. Um, they are named Felix Niano. Sorry if I'm butchering that. Uh, originally from Vienna, currently living in Manchester. They're an EDM producer, um, kind of like uh, a house grime, kind of like that, that UK grimy feel um he got or they got into uh music through playing video games um and that's how they discovered like the electronic music and electro house uh they kind of remind me of i i said this to Alyssa, and i don't know if she agree with me but they remind me of skrillex and son holo mm. so kind of like a uh, or skrillex's new stuff and kind of like a future bassy feel of Son Holo that uh, I have a couple songs that I think reflect that. Um, what did you guys think of them? I think when, what I think of when I think of Skrillex, this does not sound like to me. Because Skrillex does not have the... And this does, right? Have you listened to Skrillex's like, uh, latest albums? No, did he get more, whatever that is, Four on the floor More housey, I would say. Um, um, I did a little bit of, I, I thought, so it's a little, when you listen to his, to, to their, this is salute, it is, it kind of like runs the gamut. Like some of it's very housey. Some of it, I got some future bassy. I did like a little bit of a, is this kind of like flume on some of these songs? Mm. Um, and you know, I think live, I think he's going to be, I think they're going to be very housey, but I, you know, when I listen through, like, his albums, I, I just, I, I, I kind of think they're, like, flume a little. Yeah, I watched their, um, some of their DJ sets, and it definitely felt housey. Um, but, it, it, you know, they have so many songs. Yeah, they, they, have they can just kind of just go through them and yeah. play them. Um, uh, Joe, how did you feel? Uh, so I favorited Joy. I do not remember what it sounds like or why I favored it and I do not have my notes um, but I do remember thinking it was very housey if, if that's the right word for that quarter note thing um, I, I have three so I'll start can you play honey at 50 seconds
yeah, so I love this. Whatever this is, whatever you want to call it, I love it. Uh, this is a rare thing where we're like going to be total 180 on this. Um, I mean, the general premise of how I see this podcast is I'm doing everything I can to like everything here, but I don't want to lie, right? <laughs> and I want to go so far as to say I like something when I don't. I will lie. I, I, I'd rather hear silence than that. Uh, <laughs> I really? It's terrible. I, I don't know. I, have, I love uh, that. It's so like, I, I love the how they manipulated the voice and like that the the beats just kind of going i don't know like i i, 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 do, I do hear i do get the vocal texture is cool but I, I think it's because oh wait i think i know why i don't like it. it it's there's not enough information here for me it's very sparse right <laughs> Yeah, I hear two bass notes and the and the melody with three notes in it, and that's it. There's not, it's not, Yo, sometimes not you don't need to scream to make your point. <laughs> I, I mean, I know, but I feel like I feel like this is isn't whispering best. either. <laughs> um. So I have. So this will be interesting. Uh, I have light up at thirty seconds, and I can't. I didn't get a chance to re-listen to sleep today, so I don't know what this is going to sound like either. You say 30 So to me, that's that's flumey. That's Louis the Childy. Hmm. I think that's kind of future bassy. Maybe even a little Odessa in there. I, I'm oddly with Joe. I, I didn't like that. I didn't care for that. <laughs> well, um, Joe, did you like that one? <laughs> no, I didn't like that one. But I do think it sounds. I meant Joe on my song okay. that when he was wrong before. Oh, got it. But uh, now he would be right <laughs> if he didn't like that. <laughs> but I, but Alyssa, you're not. I don't think you were really saying like this isn't like your jam or anything right you're just you're just hearing something you're like, yeah i mean there, there's things i like here right there's a it, mark what, I didn't what do say you it have? was my jam i didn't say it was my favorite song ever joe i just liked it god <laughs> wow oh uh, there is mark do you have another song because there is one song that's very important for me to play yeah i have two more okay, um you go. can we play feel the same at 30 seconds feel the same. Oh, you guys know this? <laughs> what did you get distracted by that you're going to make us listen to? Once we reach two hours, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we just do nope. whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We hit two, we may as well hit three. <laughs> God, how long is this fucking intro? <laughs> this is why you always have to like have the skip ahead time yeah. when the intro yeah, gets too long. <laughs> you guys know that? Dinosaur Jr.? Oh, so it sounded really familiar to me, but I just couldn't place it. 
I know that I know Dinosaur Junior. Uh, I just was, got that song's called "Feel the Same." Was Dinosaur Junior like an uh, an all instrumental band originally, and then they no, but the dude cannot fucking sing for anything. Okay. That's good. It as feels sounds. like he thinks he can't sing, and so he's. Just, I, I'm just gonna be quiet. He just like mumble at live. It's like ridiculous, and they're so loud live. It's the loudest band. Like, I think they're like of. a. They come to the grog shop a lot. Like I think, I think they, uh, they're going to be at the Agora. Like Dinosaur Junior is on tour right now. I feel like he he plays a lot of really cool guitar parts, and I like this. I, I like Dinosaur Junior, but like he this that guitar was, was great. Yeah. The singing it's is like so enjoyable to listen to. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay, salute. Is this thirty seconds? Yeah, this felt more of the, the housey style. You could argue that's one of those subconscious things too, you repeating feel the same over and over and over again. Um, my final one is Silver Tides at 30 seconds. And I just am relying on you guys knowing why I love this. Silver Tide? Tides. T-I-D-E-S if I spelled it right on my notes did you say a time uh 30 seconds is what i have i immediately did bloom from this Mm -hmm. yeah that swell oh yeah i like this you guys hear why i really like it i'm thinking Oh, it's the hay. I don't know why you like it. I, I, I think it sounds good, but I don't know why you like it. Does it have the Zelda hay in it? Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, I, I, I don't I know if it here. does, oh. but I, I'm pretty sure that that's little Navi saying, hey, listen. Hey. Uh, Skrillex on his new album has mm-hmm. that, too. He has it on his old album, too. Almost positive that's Little Nobby. Huh. I thought I used it again. Maybe not. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. That's, that was definitely the strongest one for me. Um, and then my last song was Jennifer. Jennifer. Beginning? Yeah. I think I like the, I, I actually like the simplicity of some of the songs, you know? 
like the the simplicity. Yeah, this yeah. one I think the simplicity works a little better. I, I, I could use this for background music and enjoy. Yeah, I mean we don't have to play it, but I'll just uh, mention the crossover of the week. So one of his newest songs is uh, "Feels Like My Hands Are on Fire," and it was produced by George Daniel, who's the drummer of the 1975. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so fun little weird crossover between like the same week we cover the 1975, we also cover Salute, who has a song produced by the drummer. Um, how yeah. old? Or wait, well, Salute's on. He's on Sunday, really early. That we haven't covered a or we haven't covered a lot of bands around them yet. Hmm. But if nothing shows up i could see myself seeing them so yeah no, I i'll would, go i'll go gamble <laughs> i would go uh listen to their set at the back yeah and see if i liked them and if i did i would move up like for each time i like them i would take a step forward but each time i didn't like <laughs> oh this did, is a game a step back yeah we could and like incorporate get, a drinking yeah. game into this right. we all get if into get, a line like, out of the if I get out of the EDM tent, then I leave. But if I'm on stage, then oh, we should make this a game. Yeah. <laughs> there's a game here that we got to do. Yeah, there's something. I, f- I feel like we got to incorporate every time you step forward or back, you drink. You drink. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, remember when um, Pharrell's band did this? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that was nuts. Have we ever told that story on there? I don't oh, no. think so, because I wasn't there for it, but I remember Carissa saying oh, that yes. it was so weird. It, it was bad. It, well, like, so some background, Nerd played at one of our Life is Beautifuls, and I'm very excited to see Nerd, because that felt like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. But at yeah. one point, um, he uh, Pharrell started doing this thing where it was like, if you believe in women's rights, take a step back. And it was basically stuff that everyone was going to agree with and stuff like that. And, but you had this weird thing of people walking backwards into each other. And you had this thing where all the people up front are like, I'm not taking a step back. I fought up here. (laughs) And it was just really weird and really awkward. And everyone was like walking around and it was just chaos. I mean, he got super, he got really angry. It seemed, um, were we together for this, or were we separately watching the same thing? No, you and I... Mark and Carissa were all together. I left halfway through. Uh, I had a great he... time my first half. I was like, I gotta go. I went to go see Miguel, so I didn't see any of this. Because Carissa said he also kept trying to open up the pit, but, like, NERD yeah. is not pit music. Like, it's not. I mean, I don't know the word for it. Like, he, he was getting crazy in some way. He, 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 no, I, I thought he was getting, like... I don't know, like the distance from reality or something. It was weird. Like, it looked, to me, it looked like a like a mental health problem. <laughs> it was surreal. I don't, I don't surreal, know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was like everyone's uncomfortable, but no one wants to say anything. Kind of. Thing. Yeah, and, he, and he, there was like an anger in his voice. That yeah. was, it was odd. It was very odd. The first half was great. I'll tell you guys that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How old do you think Salute oh, we digress. is? Or Salute. <laughs> Uh, they are 26. I have no clue, really. Hmm. Um, I saw a photo of them briefly ago. I'm feeling pretty young, but I think older or younger than 26? I think younger. I'm going 24. Uh, so my best estimation, I saw an article in 2016 that referenced them as 20 years old. 
Um, mm. So my estimate is 27-ish today. So mm. Mark wins that, which means he wins this week. But the only way to know for sure if Mark wins is to chop that person down and count their rings. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah. should have a belt that I can always wear. Joe, Joe oh, never you mean like a trophy but, or a belt? I have one occasionally, I, th- and, I believe. Yeah, and and I'd need to do a better job like tallying each week, which I don't. But I mean, it's all recorded for posterity's posterity. Sake, 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 sake. Ooh, steak. Sake. Love a good steak. <sighs> all right, Mark. What do we got next week? I, I'm so I'm not even ready. Uh, <laughs> talk talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh, I do like steak. I feel like steak is, is that's a, just a good thing. I like steak in bread. Do you? I have don't like steakums good... that much. I bought steakums recently because I liked them when I was a they kid. They still have yeah. them. They still have them. Yeah. Did you that's try amazing. and put them in a sandwich, or you just tried to eat them? No, I made like a Philly cheesesteak yeah. sort of. But the, there's actually very little meat in the steakum. I, I guess because I was little, so I didn't know. It's, it's very thin. It's it's like nothing. Just put more of the steakums on it. I could have put two in there. Yeah, I only put one. Maybe you're supposed to put two. All right, and next week we will be discussing Flume, The Rose, Anna Luneau, and Charlotte Sands. These were your gracious hosts, if you're still here. (laughs) You are very gracious, and we will meet you at the Mantis. Pew, pew, pew. 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 Pew.